0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Seacoast Community Church Podcast, and it is officially spring, though it doesn't quite feel like it yet. But if we hang in there long enough, it will soon start feeling like spring. And with it being spring, we are, for this month, starting a new book, and it's probably a good book to talk about with the spring weather right around the corner, and we are going to finally get out of our houses and maybe even see our neighbors that we haven't seen in months because of the cold winter months. But this is a good time to talk about Expository Apologetics, a book by vodi Bakum. And, and so we're going to talk about apologetics, obviously. And <clears throat> apologetics is, is one of those topics that Sounds really cool, doesn't it? it? To some degree, at some point in your Christian walk, you have come across the this interesting category or this interesting topic of apologetics, defending the faith, being able to craft win some arguments against those who oppose Christianity, understanding different worldviews, ideologies, and religions, and being able to. Sort of find the the fallacies or the holes in those in those religions and be able to speak to those and and help defend uh, the Christian faith and the reasonableness of the Christian faith. So it is certainly a a, a wonderful topic uh, to think about and consider. And but that's not the reason why I chose this book as a topic for a book review. And, uh, the, the reason why is because <clears throat> that is, uh, ap- apologetics is a very, a very specific, a very narrow topic. And I don't think that, and we all, we, uh, we have a sort of a narrow definition of what it means to be an apologist. And I, I don't think that, Every Christian should be a an apologist in the narrow way that we tend to define that word. I don't think that we all should be incredibly well-versed in the different religions of the world and being able to winsomely argue for the defense of our faith. Right, We know people like that uh, who are intellectuals, who are incredibly, incredibly intelligent people. Christians who do well in this particular specialty, if you can call it that. But this book, so this book is not intended to make you an apologist in that sense of the word, but this book is intended for the rest of us. You see, we tend to treat apologetics or the apologist as a special office in the church, right We think of Ephesians where and where it tells us that Christ has given to the church the office of apostles, evangelists, shepherds and teachers. But then we sort of think, well, Paul forgot to mention apologist, right and and we think of first Peter chapter 3 where it talks about our being able, uh, to, uh, to, how does it say, uh, to make a defense, uh, to anyone who, who asks us for the hope that we have, right? That, and the word there for defense is apology, is apologia or apologetics where we get the word apologetics from. And so we try to treat that as a special office of the church, but that's not even an office in the church. And, this book really is written for the rest of us, for you and I. This is for the people who don't feel a particular car calling or burden to be a a an apology an apologist, in the sort of the narrow definition of that term. But the word apologetics or apologist is actually intended to be a much more a much broader a much broader word a much a much broader definition it's intended to be a much broader category and this book is helps us to see apologetics in that way this is written for 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 us for all Christians and his argument in the book is that all Christians are apologists just like every Christian is a theologian as RC Sproul uh, used to say so every Christian is an apologist and his aim in this book is to help you and I understand that, embrace that, and help us to walk in that. And what it helps us to see what does it look like to be an apologist in our own context. Mm-hmm. And this is, of course, incredibly important because, right, we have opposing religions, we have people who believe different things, and so it is necessary for us to know what it looks like and what it means for us to defend the faith and he wants us to, to he wants to help us understand that apologetics is for every christian so that's what this book is about and it's not it, it, it is and he he writes for three specific audiences in the christian church one is for the the, the preacher teacher that he believes that and that and that every preacher teacher is called to be an apologist and so this book is written with that particular audience's mind. This book is also written for the evangelist as well. We typically tend to think of evangelists as sort of apologists. And so it's written for the evangelist as well. But this book is also written for the everyday Christian, for the discipler. This is written for you and I, for those of us who believe in the gospel, who trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, who love Christ, who love the church, who love the gospel, and are called to make disciples of all nations, who are called to share the gospel with people and turn them into disciples of Jesus Christ. This is written for you and I. And and so with that... He then takes us into 1 Peter chapter 3 in this famous passage uh, that speaks to the topic of apologetics. In 1 Peter 3, pick it up in verse 14. It says, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, those who persecute you or ostracize you uh, for your faith, but in your heart's Honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness, with respect, having a good conscience, and so on and so forth. So, he takes us here uh, to this passage, but he brings us also to the wider context in which this passage sits. Because this is very important. He considers it as very important in helping us to understand apologetics as it's uh, as it's as it's written for us in this passage in 1st Peter so in considering the wider context uh 1st Peter is written to Christians who are suffering for the faith they are being persecuted and not necessarily in a physical kind of manner but they're being ostracized uh, some perhaps may have lost their incomes due to their faith in Jesus Christ and so this uh, and so <clears throat> He, in this, and so that's a the much wider context. So, sort of narrowing in a little bit more into the immediate context, Peter tells us in First Peter chapter two, uh, as Christians, that we should be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. He says also, in addition to that, that uh, that. Uh, slaves uh, should be uh, subject to their masters and you could apl- uh, apply that also to employer and employee relationships and he urges uh, wives to be subject to their own husbands right so he then he he sort of he 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 broadens it out speaks to all christians in the church that he's written to then he narrows in on specific audiences or groups of people within the christian church But then in chapter 3, verse 9, he says, finally, all of you. Now he's speaking again to the wider context of the church. He's speaking to the church at large that he's written to and also written to us as well. As an apostle inspired by the Holy Spirit of God to write what he's written, he's also then speaking to us. And so what then does he have to say? He continues on and talks about our, our behavior uh, our walk with the Lord, how we might present ourselves in the, wor- in the world, walking in righteousness. And it is in this context that he is telling every single one of us as followers of Jesus Christ to be prepared to make a defense for the hope that you have in you. And so what does it mean to be an apologist? Is make is being ready to make a defense. And the reason why he he talks about this, why Peter talks about this and exhorts Christians to be ready to make a defense is because of our righteousness, is because of our lifestyle, is because our Christian walk. When we walk as Christians in a world that is hostile to the gospel, when we walk in a world that is drenched with sin, It becomes pretty obvious or should become pretty obvious that we live differently than the rest of the world. We will not follow in their footsteps. We will will not do what they do. We will not approve what they approve. We will not laugh at the things that they laugh. We will not rejoice in the things that they rejoice. And they will think it strange. They will think it odd. And that is how it's supposed to be. And when they come and approach us and wonder why we won't laugh with them and we won't do the things that they do, that is the moment that we take and and prepare or share the reason why we are different than they are. And it is important that we keep uh, <clears throat> some things in mind uh, that we do this as we do this. And he exhorts us to uh, to uh, to. Be aware of the of our identity as apologists. Uh, beware of your uh, identity. We are Christians. We are believers, right? We must also be aware of the attitude of the apologists, right? So we are to have a unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble spirit. And that is the spirit in which we we respond to objections. We respond to people who questions why we do the things that we do. We also consider the speech of the apologist, right? We don't revile, we don't curse people, but instead we we bless. We use words that are seasoned with salt and seasoned with gentleness and seasoned with love. And we must also consider the character of the apologist, right? We are walking in righteousness. We... Uh, we we present by our lifestyles the gospel of Jesus Christ, and this is exactly what makes us strangers and aliens in this world. It's it's that's that's biblical language. That's what the Bible calls us, and it is this strange alien righteousness that we bear in Christ and we live out in the rest of the world that draws this attention towards us from the rest of the world when they notice that we are different from everyone else, and as we consider these things it is helpful for us to accept that apologetics is not a tool that makes people like us or accept us if anything it will actually it might actually result in in an opposite effect but regardless we are each called to be apologists and to be an apologist Vodi Bakum says well, first, you must know what you believe. You must know the hope that is in you. You must know the gospel of Jesus Christ, sin, Savior, saving faith, right? We must know the fundamentals of the gospel. You must know what you believe. Second, you must know why you believe it. This is why then, this is why Paul, Peter says that we must give a reason for the hope that is in us. So we must not only know what we believe, but why we believe it why do you believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ and be ready to to share that with people it doesn't matter how winsome you are just be ready to share why you believe in the gospel and knowing what you believe and knowing why you believe is important but it is not enough but we must be able and willing to explain that to other people this is what it means to be prepared to make a defense. Know what you believe, why you believe it, and explain those things to people. And so when we think about apologetics in that sense, it really is simple. It really is. And the reason why we might not share those things is because more often than not, perhaps, we're too afraid. right? We're, we're, we have this fear of man. And, it's un, and to some degree, it's understandable. But... We must have a greater fear of God. We must have a greater reverence of God. But we must also love people enough to be able to make a defense of what we believe, why we believe it. And so, this is expository apologetics: being able to explain what you believe, why you believe it, uh, to people in a in a manner that is that considers. Uh, your uh, your attitude, uh, your your speech, and your identity and character as an apologist who is a who is a Christian, who is a believer in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and so these things are important. We consider the gospel. We cons- so this is this is and so this is, this is essentially what expository. Apologetics is it's considering the the context of what we are looking to make a defense of, right? The con- so if it's uh, a particular passage that we make want to make a defense of a particular theology that is in the scriptures, is consider what the Bible has to say about it and presenting it to people. Now, uh, I'm not. I'm waiting to see how far he takes this, uh, because expository apologetics in considering the, the the grammar, the context of you know of passages that people might consider, you know, like say, take for example, well, what do you do with the topic of of slavery in the Bible, right? As a Christian who is called to be an apologist. Right, how would you defend that? You have to consider the context in which those passages are written. Consider the grammar. Consider those things, and so I'm curious to know exactly how he takes this and how he would encourage the person who is not spe- specifically called to be a special apologist. You know how might somebody consider that question or the questions like that? But regardless. <clears throat> Uh, if that if there's anything that you should take away from this is that apologetic apologetics excuse me is for every Christian it is for you and I and it is not as difficult as we think it is it's like simply knowing what you believe why you believe it and able to explain that to people. So hope that's helpful and we will continue with this book. And I really think it will be helpful to us. I pray and hope that it will be. So keep tuning in and I will catch you next time.